On today's episode of the Homegrown Horticulture Podcast, controlling spiders indoors in the middle of the winter. If you are enjoying this podcast, we would appreciate any mentions on social media, any positive ratings wherever you listen to your podcast, and anything you can do to tell your friends about us. So several days ago, I was getting ready for work and trying to get the kids off to school, and I heard a shout from our basement. There's a spider in the bathroom. Will you come get it? Being a spider hunter extraordinaire, I went downstairs and grabbed a couple of sheets of toilet paper and grabbed the spider and proceeded to flush it on its way. As I was looking at the spider, though, I saw the bottom of it and it had a great big orange spot. I realized I had just pretty much grabbed a black widow with my bare hands and threw it down the toilet. Although black widows aren't super common, this wasn't one of my better moves in my spider hunting career. Now you should know that when my wife is not around, and I especially see a harmless spider inside, I will usually pick it up with a couple of sheets of toilet paper loosely enough so that I can just turn it loose outside and send it on its way. I really don't want to be known as a spider murderer. With that being said, this episode is more about how to control spiders indoors and not black widows themselves. I've been getting lots of phone calls that go something like this. Hey, I'm calling. I've noticed a lot of different spiders around my house. I'm wondering if they're harmful to my kids and the best way to get rid of them. Now, spiders come into our house because it got cold outside. They like the cold as little as we do. They will come in under doors, through cracks around windows, through cracks in foundations, and objects we bring in the house, such as firewood, furniture, even backpacks, and ourselves once in a while. Now, once spiders are in the house, they will hide anywhere that we are not. So behind dressers, under beds, dark closets, under sinks, in wall voids, just anywhere that they can hide and that they have prey is where they like to be. When I get phone calls, I'm often torn because I know people are really afraid of spiders psychologically, but they're also beneficial. If they're living in our homes long term, they're obviously finding food somewhere. But I'm also not encouraging people to maintain spider populations in their homes. And so what are some things we can do to actually control them and eliminate them once they're indoors? Now, I'm often asked right off the bat, what can I spray? I'll get to that, but it really shouldn't be your first option. Where the first thing I ask people that call in is, how well is your home sealed up? Have you checked the foundation for cracks? Have you checked the window sills to make sure that the windows are tightly fitted? You may need to put some foam around them and in the cracks in the foundation. Now inside, spiders don't like disturbance. And so spring cleaning, even done in the fall, is a great thing to do where beds are moved, couches are moved, closets are cleaned out, and these areas are vacuumed and mopped a few times a year. It's just quite difficult to control spiders in cluttered areas. Another method I like to use that doesn't involve chemicals includes sticky traps. These are sticky traps that you normally would use to trap mice and maybe even rats, but they lay flat on the ground and they're easy to fit behind dressers and under beds and other areas. But there are several types of sticky traps that will fold up into a hollow rectangular shape 
so that the sticky is on the bottom, the sides, and the top, and not on the outside of the card. These are nice if you have little kids or need to put them in areas where you can't have them sticking to furniture or walls or other things. Over time, many creepy crawlies will stick to these traps, and they can be monitored and then changed out every few months to maybe even every six months, depending on the number of insects that crawl on them. And also, just a fair warning, these are sticky traps intended for mice, and so you do need to monitor for that so that mice don't suffer needlessly. And if the mice die, they do begin to stink, and you'll quickly know if you've caught one. And now let's move on to insecticide options. The reason I'm so hesitant about insecticides is that they are literally poisons. And genetically, those spiders that we're trying to trap or get rid of are not too different than we are. Now, these insecticides have been formulated and manufactured to be as safe as possible. And as long as they're used according to instruction, then you should be okay. But the concern is if they're repeatedly used is that spiders will develop resistance along with other insect pests. And if you accidentally expose, especially small kids, over and over, then chronic issues may appear over a number of years. And so insecticides are intended to be a once and done or maybe just a couple of treatments, and you're using other measures to control the problematic spiders or whatever it is you're going after. And now some reasons that you may consider using an insecticide include if you have lots of black widows inside your home or other problematic spiders. Hobo spiders aren't really poisonous, but they can bite and they're a little more aggressive. Now, if you or other family members have what looks like mosquito bites in the middle of the winter, it probably wasn't mosquitoes, but some spiders can bite and cause an irritation similar to a bee sting or a mosquito. And so if those occur in the winter, it may be that spiders did it. If you have, for whatever reason, someone in your household that is extremely allergic to bites from insects and things, that may be another reason to use them. And then if you just have a lot in general and there's somebody in the household that just psychologically just hates spiders, then in a single insecticide application, according to label from the products that you can buy from farm stores and local garden centers or box stores, would be something you could do to try to control those. But again, I want to emphasize that using those other measures of excluding them from the home, keeping the home clean and clutter-free, and then monitoring and controlling them with those sticky cards would be the primary options I would use. Thank you again for listening. The Homegrown Horticulture Podcast is a production of Utah State University Extension. Thank you also to Michaela McGuire and Heather Thompson for lending me their voices to help out with this podcast. Thank you.